Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Today, I want to encourage you with five simple actions to build your confidence. It's important to know that you can be a better and confident individual. Now, the principles are very clear in the Bible, for sure. It says being confident of this. Now, we're going to talk about what this means, because you got to realize that there's a good work started in you. Mm -hmm. There's something good going on inside of you. You may have low self-worth, low self-esteem. You may not value yourself at all. People may look down on you. Matter of fact, people may call you names, but you got to be confident that God has started a work in you. Now, it didn't start today. It started a long time ago. So I want to encourage you today that there is a good work going on inside of your heart and mind. Now, as you trust the process, you'll find that it's worth sticking with this process and development. It will be encouraging and transformational. My personal path to confidence. I do remember at 12 years old in Pensacola, Florida, I had a piano recital. The topic of the recital were, if I had a hammer. I don't know if you remember that. If I had a hammer, a hammer in the morning. If I had a hammer, a hammer in the evening. A hammer all over this world. A hammer out danger. Okay, I know. I need to keep my day job, but it's all good. Now, that built my confidence because I was. My, my hands were sweating. I was nervous. I was fidgety. You know, my heart was beating fast at 12 years old. But I was looking nice on the outside. My mother made sure I was decked out as all get out. You know, I had on nice uh, pants, nice shirt. I had a fro going on and it looked cool, calm, and collected. I had on some high heel shoes. I was kind of had it going on. But on the inside, I was nervous until I sat down at the piano and I reflect on my lessons. I reflect on what my teacher taught me and how she taught me how to play this particular piece if I had a hammer. And once I hit the first note and or the second or the third note, my heart stopped racing. I felt a lot calmer, cool. And I definitely was collect, collected, without a doubt. So as I go forward, that's just one part of my path. I remember in the military speaking, you know, to one of the classes, you know, that I was talking to and, you know, had to stand up, you know, before the class. Have you ever had to stand up in the classroom and give a speech or say something about a particular topic? I did that and I was nervous from that perspective. But they tell me I still did good. Now, in the church setting, 
You know, for example, sometimes people have asked me in the past, especially many, many years ago, and I was very young and I was a young Christian as well. They asked me to stand up. Uh, Brother Jones, stand up and lead us in prayer. Okay, I'm nervous, but I still said a prayer. Or oh, they asked me to read a scripture. You know, I remember teaching. You know, as I got older, I was still nervous teaching before students, even kindergartens. You know, kindergartens can be intimidating. <laughs> if you ever taught or been around, I mean, they're loving for sure. They're kind. I mean, they're precious. You know, those kindergartens in school, they, they're just, you know, God's uh, uh, masterpiece. You can see God working in them. I mean, they have a lot of character, personality, personified. I mean, you even you even can tell uh, who's going to be a leader or not, and who's going to be a follower, even with kindergarten. So, but I've taught kindergartens, and and that was a lot of fun for sure. Middle school, high school, you know, even college classes, and now you know I preach, I teach uh, in congregations, in jails and prisons. You know, I've at this point in my life, I've probably spoken mm, to literally almost a million people, for sure. It could be a lot more than that, but for sure, at least a million over the last uh, 30 years or so. So I've talked to a lot of people, and I'm not saying I have it down completely. You know, I've talked to uh, people in high positions and leaderships, and from that perspective, you know, I've been invited to give a speech, invited to teach, invited to preach, invited to uh, give a lecture or whatever I needed to do or whatever they thought I was qualified or not. But for the most part, every time I spoke to an audience at the end, they have said, I did a great job or I did good. Now, I didn't feel that way <laughs> on the inside, but I kind of felt like, well, I guess I did. You know, they clap, they smile, or they laughed. They they was not laughing at me, but they was laughing with me. Really? I don't know. Maybe they was laughing at me too. But some of them, you know, stood up, uh, or some of them, you know, gave me good positive vibes and, and gestures based on whatever I was teaching or whatever I had to say. Because I tried to... When I speak, in other words, I give it my best. So this is just a small snippet or or a bird's eye view of some of the things that I have done before people, one-on-one -on -one or a group of 100, uh, 500 or more. I've spoken in different countries, Africa, India, uh, Nicaragua, from that perspective, Cuba. And different places, for sure. So, uh, as well as different countries, it's a couple of more countries, but still, uh, I've gained confidence. I've gained momentum in life, but I haven't always had that mindset to stand up and speak. And even today, sometimes I can still get nervous. Mm -hmm. Butterflies still roam around in my stomach. And sooner or later, they settled down once I began speaking to a certain crowd. But either way, you know, speaking can be very intimidating. One principle in the Bible says, do not be afraid of their faces. 
or thy eyes. Don't judge your speech or what you have to say always now. Sometimes you need to, but don't judge what you have to say based on their response or lack thereof. But you got to be confident that God is doing a good work inside of you. He's doing a good work in your heart, the seat of your emotions, who you really are from the inside out. He's doing a good work in your mind. Your mind is constantly being changed and transformed as you step out into the area of being more confident. So I want to give you just a few steps, five simple five simple actions to build your confidence. I want you to be confident or at least more confident after you listen to this today. Now, the first thing is this. Well, before I get there, I'm getting excited here already. Um, well, let me just tell you those five things and then I'm gonna go forward because it's important for you to know. You gotta examine yourself. You must stop cruel, self-destructive conversation. Accept genuine compliments. Speak up. Take actions that move you forward. Let me give you the simple definition of confidence and some of the synonyms. For example, independent, you're sure, self-worthy. It's a feeling that you deserve to be treated with respect and be heard. Self-esteem is what we think, feel, and believe about ourselves. So you got to know that you're worthy to speak and worthy to be heard. Now, reverence is important to help you to gain confidence. When you reverence God, for example, it will give you confidence and you will feel more secure. That's a principle in the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. So you have to have that mindset going forward because God knows where you are and he knows how to take you where you need to be in life, especially in the area of confidence. So think about it as we go forward. Now you must understand confidence grows when you know you can deal with just about any emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Your confidence will grow because emotions are going to come and emotions are going to go. Many people struggle with being confident. Developing confidence is learnable. You got to know that it can be learned. Confidence develops when you get a mindset to know you can manage the emotions no matter what the outcome or whatever comes at you. Now, you must know that you can pursue confidence. Understanding confidence will help you to have a can-do attitude. Mm -hmm. Yes, you got to know that. Now, no matter what you think you are, where you were raised as a child in life, or what happened to you, or whatever is going on today, you can still be more confident. Because you may lack confidence based on somebody abusing you verbally. In other words, you're growing up in life, growing up in school, growing up in your neighborhood or the hood, wherever you grew up. And then people kind of 
put you down with their words because there's power in words. Words can heal and words can hurt. So, and words can discourage, but also words can help. It depends on who spoke into you and who spoke to you when you were growing up. Because that's probably why most people lack confidence. And another point is that people lack confidence because they have not had the opportunity to be in a position to speak before people. They run from it or they are just not called upon in the classroom. Now, you got to know something today. If you are a man, woman, father, mother, husband, wife, student, you could be a leader in your community, a career that you're walking in today, that you're serving in today, no matter what, you can achieve confidence at the highest level. I've worked with many individuals and couples over the years, teaching and showing them ways to build their confidence. I've identified these simple five ways that people can build their confidence. Now, when you're mentally and emotionally strong in your faith, it's the foundation that will propel you to being very confident. The words you speak, the actions you take toward def defeating, listen to me, toward defeating self-criticism. You got to do that. Fear, insecurity, low self-esteem. Sometimes people will reject you even when you're positive about yourself. So you got to realize that you can go to different levels of confidence. Think about this. Some people are confident when they're in a small group or they could be one-on-one. -on -one. They could be talking to a family member. But when they talk to a stranger, they lose that confidence. They feel insecure. Some people can be confident in crowds of 100 or 500 or more, but yet when they have to talk to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, they lack confidence. They become timid or afraid for whatever reason. You know, we all have our quirks and, and, and issues about ourselves and how we think about ourselves depends on who we're with or who we're talking to. Some people lack confidence when they're talking to someone, uh, we'll say in authority or an authority figure, a teacher. They may lack confidence if they're talking to a teacher, a principal. They may lack confidence. They may be so timid or so afraid. Or a governor, a mayor, for example, or a police officer, or it could be any person. My point is this. If you look at that person as an expert and you're not, and you're in conversation with him or her, or it could be a star, a Hollywood star. It could be an athlete. It could be somebody that you look up to, and when you're around them, in other words, you could be afraid of them because of what they stand for, or they could be very educated or not, and that depends on how confident you are when you're around them. So it doesn't make a difference on who you're around, okay? It doesn't make a difference based on who you are with or who you're around, you can still exhibit and demonstrate high levels of confidence in yourself to be heard and to be respected. Now, I'm going to give you five things. Hopefully, I can get through it today. The first thing is this. You have to examine yourselves. 
The principle tells us, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Now, this principle is important to know. You must be aware of certain experiences, feelings, both pleasant, positive, or unpleasant. Most people do very well with pleasant or positive feelings, but they can be discouraged by unpleasant or fearful ones. The key is that you are choosing awareness or thinking about what you're thinking about. That's metacognition. You are thinking about what you're thinking about. See, you don't know what to avoid because the feelings will not just go away. Some feelings, you know, will continue to come when you're standing in front of people or even by yourself. See, you can see sadness, anger, helplessness, disappointment, frustration, or embarrassment. All of those emotions can move you toward shame and pain. Do you know yourself? That's a question I'm asking you today. Do you know yourself? Someone said, know thyself. You see, because feeling emotional pain could happen at any time. You must recognize and deal with these negative feelings. This will help you to become more centered, grounded, and at peace. Now, this will help you build confidence. Feelings are like the weather. Mm -hmm. You know, the weather is sometimey. It's iffy. It's hot one day and it's cold the next. You know, the weather is fickle. Basically, it's unpredictable. It could be hot tomorrow and it was cold the day before. It was cold, not just cold, it was windy and it was kind of pretty cold. Some days you could have much joy. Think about it. You know, some days you can have a lot of joy going on. You could be so content and at peace. But then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's the complete opposite for some reason. Now, you can't always trust your feelings. Now, feelings will come and feelings will go. Even the good ones, you can't always trust it. But you can lean on your faith in God. You can trust and put your faith in God, in his word, and he will show you how to get better. So you must examine yourself. The next thing is this. The second step is to stop cruel, self-destructive conversation. Mm, mm, mm. Now, this attitude can cultivate a behavior that could sabotage you no matter what you're trying to do. Some may think if you're unkind to yourself, it may motivate you to take positive action. I don't know about that, though. I don't think so. But demeaning words produces mental and visual damages that could linger a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yes, it could linger a lifetime for sure. Proverbs tells us the tongue has the power of life and death. Do you know that? Your tongue and my tongue. My tongue and your tongue has the power of life and death. You know, there'll be times you'll be tempted to degrade yourself, to talk bad about yourself, or to think that you can't do it. 
based on who you're around. But you must be aware of this negative and pessimistic and fearful attitude. Now, questions make you think more deeply. So, here we go. Ask yourself this question. Was it hard or easy to recognize this temptation? What temptation am I talking about? Well, the temptation to not to say something when you want to say something. The temptation to be afraid and you should be in faith. Whatever your response to this question, I want you to think about it though. It will help and guide you to your future decisions, without a doubt. It would help you. The third thing is this. Accept genuine words of compliments. About what? Well, you got to accept a compliment about yourself. A compliment can be like a mirror and reflection of how others see you. How you see yourself can be completely different. In other words, how they see you. It can be completely different. Experience uh, when you hear what others are saying around you and, uh, and to you, that experience can change your life. But if you're not accepting those compliments, you know, it'll just not be impactful. It just won't help you. It could hurt you because don't let your ego or your pride get in the way of somebody else trying to build you up. See, as you absorb these compliments, it can help you be settled. Uh huh. It can help you to become a better person in being confident in other areas or when you have another opportunity to speak before people. It will help you to gain momentum as you accept compliments from other people. You'll be on your way to recognizing uh, who God created you to be because that's important for you to know that because you're somebody going somewhere towards getting better and better. So you have to accept that and think about why people are saying good things about you. And a lot of times you can sabotage your own future or your own opportunity when you don't accept. Just say thank you when somebody compliments. You sound you sounded great today, in other words. Or you look nice today. Say thank you. Or you spoke well today. Just re respond with thank you. I appreciate that. You even could say that helped me a lot because I didn't feel that way, but I'm glad you said it. The fourth thing is this. Speak up. Mm -hmm. Speak up. You should express yourself. That's right. <laughs> we all need to express ourselves. It's important to use discretion, though. You got to be kind, and you have to show good manners. You have to have, to have a le level of etiquette about yourself. You know, certain ways about how you speak up. Don't speak up in rudeness, but speak up in love. You know, we grow and become better in every area of our life when we respect and become more mature. We got to respect others. But it's all right to speak up, but don't speak rudely. Don't speak crudely. Know that you can be better when you speak up because you have a voice. Be truthful about what you are experiencing and what you know. Don't speak up in a lie. Don't say something just to say something. Say something when you know that what you're saying can benefit the group, can benefit the class. 
can benefit whoever you are speaking to. A lot of times people speak up because of what somebody said or did to them in the past. And they're speaking up in anger or frustration. They're speaking up, you know, in a sense of trying to degrade somebody else. But no, speak up in love. Show you have value. Speak up because you are prepared for the moment. Preparation precedes promotion. Know that now. Preparation precedes promotion. So when you speak up and you respond, not just react, you're going to find yourself in a better place because people are going to listen to what you have to say. This will help you to be more genuine when you speak up. It'll give you a huge boost and a confidence that you didn't have before because people need to hear it because there is a time to tear. There's a time to sow. There's a time to keep silent. There's a time to speak. The principle tells us that in God's word, there's a time for everything. So I want you to know you must speak up. The fifth thing is this. Take intentional actions that move you toward your objectives. Now, it may be difficult at times to do it, but you have to take intentional actions. You don't have to be very confident in speaking non-verbally or just doing something. You have to take intentional actions. Now, because intentional actions means this, understanding your voice. Sometimes you got to practice to get better. You got to practice to become more mature. Practice, somebody said, makes maturity. But I know practice, to me, makes you better at what you practice. Some people can practice wrong, and then they'll be even more wrong. <laughs> so if you can practice right, you'll be even better. Okay? Hopefully that makes sense. But when I say take intentional actions, you got to recognize your nonverbal communication. How do you communicate nonverbally? You know what I mean by that. If you don't, how do you use your hand when you're talking? How are you looking? Are you looking at people? Are you looking away from people? How is your head position? Is it down or is it up? Are you walking? Are you rocking? Or what are you doing non-verbally when you speak? Sometimes people can see that you're nervous when you do certain non-verbal actions. If you're rocking left and right, if you're just fidgeting, and it's all right, you don't have to be perfect, but you're progressing, you're getting better, hopefully. But learn your non-verbal communication, intentional. Be intentional about learning how you communicate non-verbally and as well as how you speak, okay? But I want you to be intentional in helping yourself get better. Now, the principle tells us in Proverbs, the lazy have strong desires, but mm -hmm, receive nothing. The appetite of the diligent is satisfied. Now, that's a powerful proverb. If you're lazy, you may have a desire, but ain't nothing going to happen. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Somebody said you got to have something if you want to believe. So you can have intentions all day long, 
You can have a desire, but if you don't put no feet to your faith, if you don't put no actions with your intention, nothing will happen. But you have an appetite and you're diligent, you're consistent, you're going to be satisfied and you're going to be content. Now, having a desire to be more confident is one thing. Actually doing consistent things to get there is a completely whole different mindset. It's all about how you think. Passivity is not an option. I have to say that one more time. Passivity is not an option. Now, as you continue to speak and do what helps you to break through to a positive outcome, you will develop courageous confidence. Oh yes, without a doubt. You just will not be confident. You'll be courageously confident because people will see your confidence in your attitude, in your voice, in your nonverbal communication. They're, they will even feel your heart. They'll feel your passion as you take these steps toward achieving this objective and being a better confident person in what you have to say and what you do in life. In order to reach this level of sustainable confidence, you must know God is there to help and guide you. He created you to be purposeful, passionate, and powerful. For I know the plans I have for you, he said, declares the Lord. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He has plans to give you hope and a future and an expected end. You can be confident without a doubt. Examine yourself. The first thing, stop cruel, self-destructive conversation. Accept genuine compliments. Speak up. Take action that moves you forward. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time. Thank you.